From APM American Public Media, this is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Humanities professors at colleges and universities are rethinking what it means to offer a Ph.D. The old model is proving unsustainable. It takes an average of nine years to get a doctorate, but less than 60 percent of Ph.D.s are finding tenure-track teaching jobs. The recession of 2008 accelerated that trend. As state budgets contracted, so did many Ph.D. programs at public colleges and universities. The humanities were especially vulnerable, as students and state governments chose to invest in what they considered more practical pursuits. The so-called crisis in the humanities prompted the Modern Language Association to take a hard look at Ph.D. programs across the country. The MLA is the largest of the disciplinary associations in the humanities. The MLA's report came out this summer with several striking recommendations. On the podcast this week is an author of that report. He is Russell Berman, former president of the Modern Language Association and a professor of comparative literature and German studies at Stanford University. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. So what is unsustainable about the status quo? takes an awful long time to finish a Ph.D., and the contraction of the job market put pressure on the very expensive long-term time-to-degree. And if we continue down this route, pursuing a Ph.D. will become less and less attractive. Why has it gotten so serious at this particular point? What's been happening in the last 10 years? Many of the problems that uh, the report references have been recognized for quite some time. This has to do with the nature of universities and bureaucracies. Things don't change until you reach a crisis. What do humanities scholars do besides teach? What what can you train them to do in the job market? Recipients of humanities PhDs do many other things than become college professors. What's new is that we're beginning to recognize it, that we're beginning to talk about it. It's not new in other parts of the university. It's long been the case that recipients of chemistry PhDs may become professors, but they may go into industry. Recipients of statistics PhDs may work for the government. People have been doing this in the humanities, too. People who studied Russian literature have gone to work for the State Department. People who have studied English literature have chosen to go into secondary education because they prefer that to the research career of universities. So there's a wide range of directions that uh, PhD recipients can go uh, after they can finish their degree. They enter the degree because of passion for the material. They develop a deep set of skills that transfer across the economy. Now, one of the critiques of the humanities has been that the research itself is often pretty serious inside baseball or, to mix my metaphors, only moves the football down a yard or two and not further than that. Is there something that ought to happen about the subjects that are being studied, the research that's being conducted to produce PhDs that have skills and have an output that is you know, more attractive to the pragmatic world, the non-academic world? Graduate students aren't locked into the ivory tower. They're thinking about the challenges that humanity faces. Uh, and often they're looking at historical material to see what kinds of answers could be found to the questions that we face today. The challenge is to translate that relevance of humanistic study to a society which is sometimes skeptical about those claims. There are lots of skeptics out there. 
There are certainly lots of skeptics out there. So this is how I'd envision it. What PhD programs can do is right from the start, make it clear to the students that there's a range of career options available to them. Some of them may indeed prefer to go on to a faculty career, but some of them may find in year two or year three that that's not what they want to do, that they don't want to spend their lives in the university, that they would rather maybe teach in high schools, or they might rather work for a nonprofit, or they might rather go into the private sector because of their technology interests. The way PhD programs could address this would be by being upfront about the job market right from the outset reporting to incoming students that many will indeed do other things. And we can demonstrate these many routes that students could pursue by bringing in speakers, perhaps even the uh, alumni of our own programs who have gone on to do things other than become faculty. So what's been the reaction to your report among your colleagues across the country, humanities departments and, and professors? Both faculty members and deans have responded positively to this report, and I believe we've been able to open up a discussion about career diversity and what the ramifications of that is for the humanities. There have been some critical responses saying that uh, we're selling out the logic of the marketplace by suggesting that we might prepare students for something other than becoming professors. Uh, I understand that position, but when I face my students today and wonder about what they're going to be doing tomorrow, uh, it doesn't do me any good to say, well, you should just hold out until the number of faculty positions quadruples, because that's not going to happen in their lifetime. And I presume that that critique doesn't come from anybody who doesn't have a tenured position. The critique comes from diverse locations. Uh, in parts of the um, education discussion, there is a loyalty to the most traditional understanding of the humanities and the professorial standing. So what we learned, interestingly, is that graduate students understand the job market and that, uh, that they may not be able to pursue careers as tenure-track professors. They go to the career development office to seek advice, but they do so with the stipulation that their conversation there be absolutely confidential. That's fine. But they're worried that their advisors are going to find out. They're worried that their advisors are going to drop them if they hear that the student is not absolutely committed to the most traditional understanding of a career path. We have to change this. We have to change this culture of replication, where the only valid outcome of a PhD is to move into a position similar to that of one's PhD advisor, because the job market just cannot sustain that, nor does it represent where students really want to go. I understand you awarded 16 PhDs last spring. Where did those scholars land? Now, th this was quite interesting. So we're talking about the um, the PhDs who finished uh, in this past academic year in the Division of Literatures, Cultures, and Languages. That's Stanford's Foreign Language and Literature Unit. And as each one came up to the podium, I was sitting there and I could hear a brief description of their PhD dissertation topic as well as their placement. Of those 16, 15 had definite placements. Of those 15, only two were going into tenure-track jobs. 
That's 14%. Four, however, were going into the private sector. They were going into largely the, the, uh, the IT industry. We are here in Silicon Valley, after all, into positions that had to do with content management or content production. Uh, the Silicon Valley doesn't need humanities departments to develop programmers, but it does need the humanities to develop the linguistic material that's going to be on the websites. So twice as many students were going into the private sector with their humanities PhD than were going into traditional tenure tech positions. Russell Berman is a professor of comparative literature and German studies at Stanford University and former president of the Modern Language Association. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You can find a link to the MLA report on doctoral study at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, you can find podcasts about issues in higher education and K-12. You can browse through our archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of the coverage. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and we're tweeting on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Lumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.